0: So this is where the podcast starts. Listeners, you will be pleased to know that Simon and I have actually been having a conversation that has uh, gone on for 16 minutes, but none of it could be used. <laughs> it was all too revealing and inappropriate. How are you today, Simon?
1: Oh, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, um, I'm a little bit excited because because uh, Lil's left the house. <laughs>
0: And, uh, and <laughs> Have I done anything special well, she's been out?
1: Well, thank you for asking, Lee. I went and bought some pastries and ate them both by myself. I also made a humongous delicious. loaf of bread. Oh, I love that. Mm. Humongous. A loaf of bread. Bigger than my oh. arm.
0: Wow. Yep. When yep. you say bigger than your arm, do you mean elbow to fingers or do you mean like shoulder to fingers?
1: I reckon... We're talking diameter here, or would you rather radius or circumference?
0: Oh, mate, this is all getting too complicated. You'll be telling me about the percentages of liquid in it in a minute.
1: <laughs> I reckon, yeah, I'm probably exaggerating already. It's uh, probably about the length, the width diameter is about the length of my forearm. A bit mm. bigger. Gosh,
0: yeah. that is a big bread. It is. Heavy. What's, the, what's the plan?
1: I'm going to eat it. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> this is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things
1: i'm simon ellis
0: and i'm lee miller
1: welcome to midlife It is a huge uh, loaf of bread. In fact, I might take a photo of it for the show notes just for a laugh. And I have to put something of identifiable size next to it to to give some sense of scale.
0: I believe gentlemen these days use a Coke can for scale.
1: Do they? Gentlemen, I don't have a Coke can. And I'm going to make some pasta tonight. Are you? I'm going to make some fettuccine. Is there something we're going to talk about? Or do we have to start this episode again? (laughs) I was
0: thinking about something. When I was mm. walking Jeff earlier on in the week, we live directly across from a churchyard and he, he went into the churchyard. Which committed club.
1: listeners, will, of course, will know about. Um, of
0: course. That's true, they will. So he was having a wee, or rather, we were on our way to have a wee, and there was a group of, I'm going to call them youths. Teenagers. Teenagers, yeah. Sitting underneath a tree.
1: In his, they, in his churchyard. That's
0: that's fine. They were sitting under one of the trees. He doesn't particularly like to hang around. So it wasn't a problem. There was no sense of them encroaching on his space. But they were playing uh, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit quite loudly from one of their telephones.
1: Now, remind me how that one goes.
0: Hello, hello, that one. Yeah. Anyway, so they were they were playing that out loud, and they were. It
1: really, uh, it really picks up at one point, doesn't it? Where the lights out, it's less dangerous. That one. Yeah.
0: There we go. Really hard to sing Nirvana and sound like you can sing because it's a shouty song. Yeah, just, is he was, just that that was, shouting,
1: was, really, isn't
0: he? He is. He's shouting in tune, but he's shouting anyway. They were playing it out loud, and I was doing what I just did to you there. I started to whistle <laughs> um, because I am, I am a. I am a terrible, well not a terrible sponge. whistler, I whistle quite well, but I, and, well I whistle a lot, it's I uh, I don't even know that I'm doing it, and it can be, you know, at quite inopportune moments. I whistled at a funeral once, because I <laughs> quite like oh, I didn't Miller. know I was doing
1: it. <sighs> what, well, was there a tune that was being played at the,
0: yeah, it was like the tune, <laughs> it was Aww. the tune on the way in, oh, <laughs> I no. worked, and I was like. I can't even remember what it was, but it was a, it was a good one. And I, was having a, I, I apparently was having a good whistle and my cousin leaned over and went, you're whistling. Like, oh, that's awkward. <laughs> anyway.
1: It's good to know this about you. I did not know this about you.
0: That I was a whistler, or that yeah, I well, I didn't know, I, know that you
1: whistle. <laughs> you're in, inopportune, or a uh, what, is, what an, does it call it? So, a, promiscuous whis- whist- a promiscuous whistler. I am a promiscuous.
0: I am a promiscuous and inopportune whistler. Mm-hmm. And I was whistling in the churchyard, and I caught their collective eye rolls.
1: <laughs>
0: and I had that moment where I, at first, I, I kind of, I, I got embarrassed. It's like, oh no, I'm, in, I'm whistling. Yeah, I'd made myself visible, and I punctured the bubble of their their experience and hey I've done the cardinal sin of referencing the material that they were engaging with
1: yeah the so retro material ex- they
0: were engaging with well this is exactly it because my first my first feeling was was to be embarrassed my- and and like oh no oh my god I've done something wrong the second was to then be quite um i guess uh, defensive it's like yeah. how fucking dare you roll your eyes at me i saw them in reading in 1991 and then I recalibrated and and managed to move through both of those quite quickly and go, oh, this is that thing that happens, isn't it, where you become invisible. Mm-hmm. And that was um, quite a lovely realisation to be invisible in that moment.
1: Yeah, it's not so invisible that they didn't not roll their eyes, though.
0: Oh, well, yeah, yeah.
1: Like you, It's like you're on the cusp. Yes. Y- I, I
0: became visible through my action, and I, I presumably dialed down the coolness of what they were engaging with because i'd engaged with it
1: oh
0: so there was that that kind of thing it's like no this is ours so i was thinking about the idea of generations and generational Mm. sort of narratives
1: the weird thing about the i mean it's like fashion isn't it which is for some reason you have a film that's set in 19 let's say 1981 but instead of the film having any fashion from the 1970s or cliched versions of fashion from the 1970s, it's all 1980s fashion. As if somehow fashion just changed with the decade, that you weren't left, there weren't leftovers, the people hanging on to the old fashions, the people who were right ahead of time and all that. And so there's something about the generation. You know, it's shorthand. I guess I, I understand that it's a sort of shorthand. But the weird thing, for example, about Generation X is that, so I was born in 1968, and my niece, who was born in 1980, so 12 years after me, we're, the, we're, we're, we're both
0: Gen X. She's right on the cusp, isn't she? Because She's right on the cusp, she, exactly. she would be considered either very late Gen X or... Gen Y. One of the things that... Well, yeah, but the... Um, or millennial.
1: Millennial, sorry, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, no, Gen Y is also... That was what they were initially res- called before That's millennial right. kicked in. But the thing that, the, that I was reading about today, I can't remember... It might have been in the Guardian, it might not have been, but the idea of the um geriatric millennial people born between nineteen eighty 1980 and nineteen eighty five so the very oldest
1: oh they're very specific
0: yeah, oh they are considered to be oh. according to this thing that I was reading, <laughs> they are considered to be the best the best people to have in your workforce because they can negotiate both analog and digital um narratives with equal. Uh, a plum. They don't have, yeah, a plumb, that's a much better word. They don't have that slight lag or delay that most Gen Xers will have when it comes to digital landscapes, or boomers will have when it comes to digital landscapes, even if they've taught themselves how to engage with them. They're kind of, they're bilingual in that sense of analogue digital.
1: Oh, I really like that story, though, about the kids in the park. Because this, this came up, um, we actually had, Lil and I, had, went to we went to some friends' place on Sunday for lunch. Into their home. Well not into it because that's not we went through their home into their back garden and sat in the back garden. Yeah, and so we, we, we trod carefully through their house, didn't touch a surface, and uh sat in their back garden and uh, ate food. Although it was comically <laughs> the I'll get to the point of me telling you the story, but um I I'd baked them some bread and mm. um, uh, they you know, they brought this bread out there as people do, because it's special. It's not, it's just a loaf of bread, but because people don't tend to bake their own bread, it it becomes like a special thing, like you've baked a cake. Yeah. (laughs) Came out on a uh, a wooden board with a knife, and I took one look at the knife. (laughs) And I thought, there's no fucking way that knife's getting through this loaf of bread. And so this talk about the most socially awkward situation of me soaring... (laughs) This loaf of bread and the entire table rocking. He was lovely because he was saying, you know, maybe you should just cut it in half and then to quarters. And he was really saying, "Um, I think that'll work. And uh, I was thinking, just get a fucking better knife, mate. And uh, (laughs) um, anyway, so but they've got teenagers and uh, the, the word irrelevant, which is kind of what to me, that's what comes to mind. Which is yeah. and it's about the invisibility. You're talking about is irrelevant. And and we I use that word at some point. He says they even use you meaning when he says they. He meant his teenagers when they're describing someone at school. Ah, he's irrelevant. Oh yeah, interesting, eh? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that transition is such an interesting transition, I think, for a man, I'm guessing, because it goes from, for me, fear, you know, of wanting to make sure that I'm going to be safe when I'm walking past a group of um, teenagers or or adults who are about my age, men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to um, not fear, but they say, call it wariness to exactly what you've experienced, which is effectively mockery. <laughs> I'm not sure which of those I prefer either. Hmm. I remember being, I would have been 11, maybe 12. And um, I was quite into video games in the sense of, you know, you go down to the local, what were they called? Arcade. Thank you. And um, I was right into Defender and Gallagher. And um, and I remember... Um, being physically stopped uh, by a boy my age when I was putting my three initials into the high score so that he could put his initials so i 'd play the game and he and then he um, took me outside and punched me, jeez, yeah yeah yeah, so and you know that 's a little bit younger than what we 're talking about, of course, but uh, that 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 threat of violence, was uh, that's quite a strong memory for me. I think that came out in the conversations with our friends while I was um, spending more than five minutes slicing a slice of bread, Uh, was that because they have two teenage children, that their relationship to seeing that development and that shift is much clearer in relation to their own, let's say, increasing irrelevance. Like It's, a, it's like clear stages. Well, for you and I, because we don't have children, I think it's easier, I'm guessing it's easy for us to hang on to the idea that we're still young, that we're still relevant. I watch my
0: friends parenting, and I find myself thinking about their obsolescence a lot more than I think about my own. Yeah. <laughs> As if they are training themselves out of existence by bringing this other thing into the world and it's it's quite curious to watch and to see I've got friends with very polite and thoughtful kids but even those polite and thoughtful kids the moments where you can sort of see them bridling against the certainties of their parents as they start to test the edges of of what's acceptable and and they start to question things is um it's yeah, I'm kind of glad I don't have to go through that.
1: It's not by choice in a way, really, is it? Because it's going to happen to them whether they like it or not. Like their their children are, as we did to our parents, are doing it to them. And not even necessarily, oh, it's so beautiful. There's something beautiful about it, of course, because it's, um, it's about uh, individuation. Mm. You know this mm. is I am this person, and you are not I am not connected to you in the same way or in the way that I used to be
0: It is lovely it is from 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 a distance but... <laughs> to see but well, to see it in terms of the generation that's that 's coming up, but it is also quite heartbreaking mm-hmm. to watch the older generation being diminished. Because mm. it, it kind of feels that that's, that's how it's happening. They are being made smaller in order to make more space for mm. the thing that's getting bigger. Mm. And I guess, as you say, we, we don't notice it. I'm sure it's still happening. Um, but I don't think we notice our, our diminution yeah. because it's not held against anything else.
1: Yeah, it does remind me of the whole OK Boomer thing.
0: Oh, I found that to be a really... Because that, that happened in, in the New Zealand Parliament, didn't it?
1: Oh, I think it did. Oh, I don't remember the circumstances, but yes, something happened. I think, it, yes, that the term was used in the mm. New Zealand Parliament. Yeah, the dismissal of someone.
0: We have... Yeah, it's that laziness, isn't it, where we just shorthand something.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's also... It's one of those things which is just powerfully prone to confirmation bias well I guess all mm. things are in a way but the flip side of the laziness of course is that we're all shorthanding all the time you know that's how we kind of get by in the world, that's how our brains function Is partly just we just there's too much going on, we have to shorthand things in order to just get by but the, yeah. oh it's tricky isn't it I,
0: It is, no I think you're absolutely right we do have to shorthand in order to get by I just wonder if we have to communicate the shorthanding <sighs> that's yeah, the bit such... that i think i struggle with well it's just at all yeah. um and i know that i do it so I'm, I'm i'm asking myself that question i'm not i'm not posing that question for somebody outside of myself
1: mm-hmm. i
0: know that i shorthand and i know that i probably articulate those moments and i've probably done it already today in this conversation but i wonder if it's necessary for us to articulate the oh okay boomer as a yeah, way to those you know, moments, cause, yeah, because that's effectively all we're doing there is silencing, aren't we? And we're back to this perennial thing that we talk about together, yeah. which is yeah. the moment that you seek to shut somebody up. Yeah, is the moment that you fall into a really difficult trap.
1: Oh, and a very dark, dark aspect of being human. My dad was a big fan of pigs. Was he? He loved pigs. Have I mentioned this
0: to you before? No, I don't think you have. I know you mentioned that he didn't really like dog owners (laughs) but he loved pigs (laughs) but he like i didn't know know he he was a
1: huge fan of pigs have you spent much time with pigs living ones that is
0: um i haven't spent as much time with pigs as i have with cows and sheep i've spent quite a bit of time with cows and sheep i had a friend who one friend who had a dairy farm and one friend who had uh sheep but i've never really known pig farmers
1: yeah i think he i don't know about the farmers but he really um loved i mean they're super intelligent clearly Mm -hmm. but um but also the social aspect i think he was really into the way they kind of looked after each other but then it didn't stop him eating bacon he was a vet and he was a vet at the freezing works after he didn't have a after after he stopped uh private practicing as a vet and so he was around the slaughtering of animals Mm. well can you imagine we used to go on class trips to the um to the uh, abattoir the, yeah the abattoir the freezing works they were called and um mm-hmm. you know so seeing the chain these animals and this was like a class trip hard to imagine children going on a school trip to the abattoir these days
0: yeah and unless it was kind of sponsored by um by petter, petter.
1: i um i don't i don't know
0: how i don't know how he managed to square <laughs> being friends with <laughs> pigs and still eating them
1: yeah, I it's um I think that I I wonder if he would be a vegetarian these days.
0: Yeah, I've had to stop eating mammals. Oh, mm. it started at the beginning of lockdown.
1: So when you because you, you used to eat a lot of whales, didn't you?
0: I'm not going to talk about my brief foray into whale meat because I don't want to. Um, I'm sorry, but you had a brief foray into whale meat. Somebody gave me some whale meat once. Was this in You're... Finland? No, it was here in the UK. Their partner was Icelandic and he'd come to visit. And he um, brought some whale meat And over. he brought some whale meat and I just didn't know what to do other than to say thank you and then cry when he left.
1: Oh. But did you eat it? No. What did I you couldn't. do with it?
0: I gave it to the dog because I thought throwing it away would be awful. It would be It would be too deeply disrespectful. <sighs> wow. Because that obviously, this hugely intelligent animal had been had been killed, but uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't put it in the bin, but I couldn't eat it for curiosity's sake.
1: Oh, and so mammals?
0: Yeah, by that I mean cows, pigs, and sheep, and things like that. Anything really with fur and so fish are okay. Teats. Yeah, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings. Something in the way. Ooh. We're back to Nirvana, aren't we?
1: You know Nirvana better than I do because ah, um, I was a little bit old. What's the guy's? What's the guy's name? Nirvana. Kurt Cobain. Singh?
0: Huh? Kurt Cobain.
1: Yeah, hey, he's he's dead.
0: Yeah, he's in the spreadsheet. He's been in the spreadsheet for a long time.
1: Oh, what a sad story that is. Oh, totally sad. It's all yeah.
0: Twenty-seven. Anyway, yeah. So um, mm-hmm. I Bob, not Bob. The other one who lives in the house, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff,
1: nothing uh, awkward about confusing up your dalma- confusing your dalmatian with your wife, right? Not even Of a little nearly
0: twenty five years. I know. Any day now, mm-hmm. but because nearly we were walking so much at the beginning of the lockdown, you know, um, we would get we get really really early and go for long 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 walks yeah. out out into the countryside. Jeff started to make and still continues to be friends with cows. Um, and huh? it just the way he interacts with them, and he will just stick his head through the gate and wait until they come and see him, and then he spends quite a lot of time licking their nose. He So there's this very, very sweet and relatively tender interaction, unless they're a bit giddy, and then he barks at them because he gets excited. But mostly it's just... And how, how do they respond
1: to him barking? Do they get a they, little bit agitated?
0: They get a bit skittish and run away yeah. and then come yeah. back, unless it's a field full of bullocks, and then they'll just headbutt him, which is quite funny. Wow. But, um, yeah, they, get, they just sort of hit him with their head to... to this is not
1: through a fence. This is in the well, field through, with
0: them. No, no, no. I, know, I would never let him in the field with them. Right, um, okay. So this say. is through, it's through a gate. So there's enough space for him to put his head fully through and say hello to them. And, and he's been doing this for the last 18 months. And the, I think really from the first interaction, and this is something I knew at the back of my head, but from the first interaction, I just thought, there is no difference between this mammal and that mammal. Mm. And they don't taste that good. Mm. So I just stopped and just quietly stopped. And then Bob was like, Oh, we don't seem to be eating any meat. Is that a deliberate choice? I was like, Oh, Jeffrey's made friends with some cows and I just can't do it anymore.
1: And how does Bob respond to that? Because you're, you do most of the cooking, don't you?
0: I would say I do 98% of the cooking. Not in the that house. you're into
1: percentages.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that Bob will cook two meals out of every hundred. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do yep. most of the cooking in the house. And so, how does Bob respond to it? She's fine. Yeah. She is. She doesn't come it's
1: with. Not, she skives off to the pastry shop to eat uh, ham and cheese no. croissant. When no, not particularly. I was thinking that. I mean, I don't even think the question of intelligence is one that you know the intelligence of an animal is. Should be the, the margin by or the line by which we decide whether they should be eaten or not. But
0: I think for me, it's, inc- it's increasingly about treatment. I yeah, just, I, yeah, I think the, you know, the, the, the massive industrial complex of, and, and I'm perfectly aware that the, the, the organic cows that are destined to be slaughtered that I meet on my walk yes, have a much yeah. better life. Yes than those that are being factory farmed, I understand there is yep. a significant margin of difference, but I also sort of think if I just contribute to any of it it's for me i just i just can't i just can't make sense of it anymore yeah
1: yeah i um i remember uh scuba diving one day and um being nibbled on the on the nose by a fish I was in a big mm. school of fish, and a little fish came out to me with just such i mean. Who knows? I'm all sorts of uh, – this is a bit of a theme, anthropomorphizing. But it was a little bit like, hmm, look at you. Chop, 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 chop. Mm. And, um, and I, I have to say I, I did have this fish I'm increasingly struggling with. Uh, really? Yeah, I just uh, – It's I... <laughs> drinking or is that Jeff that's Jeff has just walked into the room
0: and he's, he's just woken up so he's licking his chops which <laughs> is kind of like delightful
1: I've just woken up hey I was thinking um uh changing the subject slightly that what we're doing here is uh we're not we're just having conversations aren't we yeah We this is what people do when they talk to each other yeah we don't people don't pick a theme
0: no that's true
1: there might be something that happened and then well, something you've been thinking about. And mm. and I, I just really enjoy that. I like that I'm having these conversations with you.
0: You asked me a question via text last week. Was I finding that I was getting better at editing? Yes. And I said, I don't know. What do you think? And you said, I don't know because I'm not doing it. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> I realized that you were asking a question about process and I was asking you about product. And so neither of us answered the question. Uh. But I think sort of to reflect back on that question, it's been much easier to edit since we moved to not having a theme, not trying to, you know, go, oh, this week we're talking about happiness.
1: We didn't. And that wasn't a conscious decision either. No, it it? it
0: wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think it was just we were were trying to find our feet of how we were going to get going. Because I, I guess we didn't trust ourselves to be able to fill enough time it's like we've never met each other
1: yeah yeah so they mean you mean that the even though the the conversations yank all over the place that there there's a sort of a thread that you can follow in the edit in a way that was more tricky because if we we're focusing on i don't know cancel culture then the, is I that think right it's-
0: it's partly well I think it's more about the fact that I don't have to be listening for the cancel culture thread I and see. now I can just go you can what, follow. what's yeah what starts to emerge that other people might be interested in so for example I'm guessing this bit will probably not find its way in